It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Radio.com Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former major leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. All right, I'd like to introduce our guest today, Eric Neander, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Rays. This is big-time baseball, and he is a big-time player in Major League Baseball. Uh, You know, he he may not be as famous as a lot of the other general managers, but uh, it's hard to name someone who's done a better job than Eric Neander. I can remember Andrew Friedman speaking so highly of him a long time ago, many years ago, and... uh, you know, he was elevated uh, after Andrew left, and uh, I'm sure they're quite thrilled. And uh, you won, what, 40 games this year with the Tampa Bay Rays? Well, what was your payroll? Was it, it was about $70 million, wasn't it? Yeah, our players won 40 games. I just sat in the couch and watched them. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. Uh, <laughs> what, what I, you know, I, this is, I hope this, this question doesn't sound condescending, but what, what are the tricks? I mean, uh, for $70 million payroll, I would think it would be hard to win 20 games, much less two-thirds of your games, and to get through two rounds. Now, right now, you have a 1-0 lead. You never know how the playoff series are going to turn out, but uh, you're sitting in fantastic position without a lot of big-name players and certainly without big salaries. You did sign Charlie Morton, a $15 million a year pay, and uh, that has worked out nicely for you. But Generally, you've done it with uh, drafting, developing, and uh, and making trades. But uh, what what do you think the key has been to uh, outperform in many people's eyes? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I would. I, we don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about our our payroll and thinking about the financial part of things. It doesn't really um, doesn't really do anything to help us get better. So. I think I think for us in our circumstances, you know, it's um, there's there's a strong focus on building trust across our staff, leaning on our staff, empowering our staff, and and making sure that the you know, the few hundred people we have within big operations are are fully activated and and have ways to contribute and are comfortable throwing their thoughts out there. Which in a in an industry like this that can turn over so often so frequently, it tends to 
you know, lend itself to stifling thought and stifling people from, from speaking up and sharing what they think. And I think just trying to create a culture where people feel comfortable speaking up with, with whatever they think and, and nothing stays um, bottled up by any means. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of collaboration across departments, um, just a, a lot of people that are all contributing, you know, in their own unique small way to, to make something special. And this season certainly is, it's got the fingerprints of our staff in every area all over it. And, and not just our current group, but uh, to build a team that, um, is of this caliber, you know, this is, this is the work of, of many years um, of, of all the things that, that you just touched on. You know, think about when Blake Snell was drafted, you know, last night started. It's, it's been a long time. A lot of people have had a, a say in that. And ultimately it's on the players to, um, to come through and play the games and really proud of this group. Eric, you mentioned that really, it's not beneficial to, to sit and look at your payroll. Cause as you said, it doesn't help you guys get any better but when you look across you know to Los Angeles and you see a guy like Andrew Freeman who you've spent lots of hours with uh with the with the things you guys have been able to do despite the pay we're not having the type of does it make you a little bit envious like man what could we do if we had this kind of resources yeah I I talked to Andrew enough to know that uh it's uh <laughs> situation has its own stresses, right? <laughs> um, no, I, I think uh, you know, we we know who we are and, and how we have to operate and you know, where where we need to look to, to find talent, to develop talent and uh truly, you know, it's um I think you only have so much energy and effort you can put into every day and just making sure that, that we do everything I can, we can and I can for, for that effort to be used efficiently and properly and, and, and focused on things that actually can make a difference. You, you know, you're not focused on the payroll, but I just looked it up and it, it only confused me. It says 28.6 million. That must be the, uh, the fact that it ran a pandemic and they only got paid 37.5% of the money. So uh, your payroll, it, my rudimentary math says it was a little bit less than somewhere around the 70 million something uh, pay. So that, that's not very much, but I, I wanted to add, since you don't focus on it or even discuss it, um, sure. I want to focus on a couple of those players that you brought in uh, that are, were not big names at the time and uh, certainly have made their mark in this postseason. And that's Brousseau. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, Rosarena, uh, who came from the Cardinals. Brousseau was a, I believe a walk-on in college and uh, didn't go to a big time school and was not drafted. And, uh, Obviously, at that home run against Chapman, that was the most memorable, most indelible uh, image of this postseason to date. And Rosarena uh, has been the star of this postseason with all the home runs that he hit. He didn't hit many in St. Louis, but I don't know. Did you see something uh, in a Rosarena? And tell us about those two players. Yeah, um, go in reverse order of how you brought him up there. Um, Rosarena is someone that we'd followed for Sometime and, and, you know, athletic outfielder that, um, you know, developing instincts and, and feel for the game through reps, um, but offensively, just a guy that we saw continue to make progress and um, not necessarily anything uh, attached to, you know, a, a mechanical tweak or an adjustment, but just someone that we saw continue to improve their ability to make contact, uh, even as the, the levels increased. And and while doing that, continue to improve his ability to impact the baseball. Um, and, and really think it was something just with a, a premium athlete, just getting baseball reps and continuing to, to make the most of them. So candidly, you know, what, what he's done on this run here is uh, above and beyond anything that we reasonably 
could have expected him to do. But uh, we're, we're more than happy to enjoy the ride here and uh, just see where see where it takes him and see where it takes us. Uh, and then on on, on Brasso, uh, you know, it just a just an incredible story that um, you know from James Benici, our area scout, to a few of our people in the office that that helped to just put some guys out there for after the draft follows and signs and the like and. Um, you know, you really have to know those, those post-draft signs, you know, it's all about character. These are guys that are, you're not counting on to, to reach the big leagues. You're counting on them to fill out clubs, to, to be versatile and to be excellent teammates. And he checked those boxes early, but we, we quickly realized we had a guy that hit and had some physical ability too. Um, and kudos to our player development staff for, you know, this is a guy that they banged on the door for him for an awfully long time. And, and frankly, I don't know. Um, you know, if we truly considered him a prospect until probably two camps ago, he came into camp, major league camp his first time and, um, turned some heads. And then last year, what he did in Durham in 2019, you know, really took off and (laughs) the pounding of the table from our player development group just continued to continue to grow. And we gave him a shot and, um, certainly glad that, that we did and we're lucky to have him and what a moment for him. Guys are up 1-0 in the series currently against the Astros. Um, what what do you think makes this team different than maybe some of the Rays teams of the past? Um, yeah, I, I don't know necessarily uh, to compare them to the past. I, I think there's a few things that certainly serve benefit. A lot of the players we have right now, not all of them, but a lot of them had the experience of, of last year's run, you know, from – winning 96 games to the wild card game to that series with uh, Houston and, and going to game five. And, you know, that just such a beneficial experience for, for a young group. And um, I think all that they gained through that was certainly beneficial. Um, and they've played a lot of tight games, you know, this group over the last few years, played a lot of tight games and they're not, you know, we're not, we, Charlie Morton's a veteran. Uh, we got a few guys that, they are relatively veteran, but still a pretty young club. But to get those types of experiences so early in their career, I think, you know, really stood to to benefit them. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, our clubs tend to have been over time. They're, they're deep. You know, it's an all hands on deck type mentality. Very rarely do we have top heavy rosters. Um, you know, I think just since Kevin Cash has been here in 2015 and, you know, as he's gained more reps underneath him, the, the culture he's built, the, the selflessness he's built within our group, um, that more than, you know, even just the pure talent, I, I think, is as much a reason as, as we are where we are. You know, we, we often talk about how hard it is for guys to not have solidified roles. Um, it's hard enough to be a major league player, to contribute to a major league player, and, and these guys are doing it. Um, while being more than ready to go for any moment at any time when they're called upon and can't can't speak highly enough of Kevin's work to get us in that position and for our players to buy in to be able to pull that off. Um, <laughs> this game's not easy and that only makes it harder if you let it and and these guys are all in on it and I think that probably is a distinguishing factor of uh, or attribute of this group. Speaking of that culture and we don't see 95% of the work that goes on there but we we did see uh, your team at the end in game uh, five against the Yankees and uh, how they were into it. And even some Yankee people commented to me how your team really seemed into it. Obviously beating the Yankees uh, is a big deal for Tampa. There's a rivalry going on there. Um, tell us what that watching that game was like for you and for the team. They did seem 
excited throughout the game, but then they seem particularly excited after the game. Now, your team also has done a, a very good job, as I think all the American League teams did with the uh, COVID situation. Uh, and you're in a bubble now, so maybe the rules have changed. But that team picture, it looked a little close to me. I don't know. Did you did you notice that? Uh, or are we in a bubble now and the rules are different? Yeah, no, we still we, we, we've still got to do a good job with our protocols. Um, and, and our guys have been great, uh, by and large. But I tell you, when when you're in a moment like that, uh, I'm guilty of anybody. You're not. There's not a whole lot you're thinking about. You're just. Uh, you're just love. You know. You're just enjoying it. And 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 it's and, and the way that that game happened. You know. And and that the Yankees are an incredible team. And to to have a game like that, to win a game like that, and you know, there's there's some validation that that goes with it. And. I, Hope that the perception of our club and our players is not that they're they're small market good; it's that they're they're major league good, you know. And um, a moment like that certainly helps to validate it. And Bross, and you know, the moment of how we we took that game and the all hands on deck approach, um, there was uh, there was a lot that was let out there, and um, it was it was a blast that that evening and, and to win a game like that. But in saying that, you got to turn the page in a hurry and. We play five tenth games. We get one day off after a night of letting it rip a little bit and celebrating. Here we go for the possibility of up to seven straight. So um, <laughs> back to it. Yeah, Eric, you guys have such a unique roster when when you watch your team play. I mean, they have uh, a little bit of everything. When when you guys are 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 making this, putting together a roster, what type of player are you looking for? Is there a prototypical Tampa Bay Ray? No, and it's sometimes you know maybe that makes it harder, but I think it's just you can't. This is where the you know the the market part, the revenue, the 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 you know not having as much revenue as some of the teams we're competing against. Um, you know where you can't be picky. You know you have to appreciate the strengths um, that in that you can see and, and identify in any player, and and then from there it's a matter of you know how they how they fit together, how they complement the rest of the group, how you think they'd respond to coaching and further development. And, you know, we go about it that way, but um, the net that, you know, uh, that we cast to start is, is awfully wide. You know, we know financially the ones where we don't need to spend any time on, but other than that, we, we just have to do everything that we can when, you know, the, the players that pop up and kind of wonder across baseball, like, Hey, where'd he come from? How'd they get him? Uh, you know, we, we got to be, on our game when it comes to, to be on the top of those players before they have those moments. And our staff's done a wonderful job of um, getting enough of them together. Um, yeah. You know, you, you guys were ahead of the curve on a lot of different things, particularly the shift. And uh, I saw this year, you didn't shift as me- as much as most teams, but you, one thing you did, I did see occasionally was a four man outfield. I don't know if other teams are doing this at all. I, I, I noticed it with your team. Uh, how do you decide? Is it, Based on the hitter alone, is the pitcher uh, uh, part of that equation? Uh, I think Bregman was up uh, yesterday yeah. uh, when you did the four-man outfield. Uh, is this going to be something that is implemented a lot more in the future? You think? Yeah, I think you know, I, I we we try much like you know to Cody's question our players and you know what we you know we have to type. I, I we just we just try to. Learn through you know our, our our trials and our experiences, and 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 we test our thoughts and we adjust. And 
I think you know how we how we manage our defense is is no different, um, and and we have to continue to grow. We do things the same way we did them three, four, five years ago. Um, we're going to be behind. And uh, when it comes to just answering your question specifically, it's uh, it's hitter based, obviously, but um, it's certainly pitcher based as well. And we've got some power within our pitching group now. We got some guys that can ride the ball that, that keep the ball in the air a little bit more. And uh, you know, you have to be responsive to, to all those factors and to say nothing of, you know, from a pitching standpoint of making sure the pitchers can pitch their game and, and how they want to attack hitters without having to worry about the alignments behind them. But um, yeah, it's, it's all of that, that, that comes into play. And um, you know, that's a, a staff driven thing from, from the dugout and, uh, do a heck of a job to get the buy-in. To <laughs> nobody's thought twice when they've been running out to the outfield to be that fourth guy, and that's a that's a pretty special thing to have with this group of players. Hmm. Well, one thing I've noticed you've been able to do, and, and Andrew did before, was put together a pretty good bullpen on a shoestring. Um, I know you traded a top uh, prospect uh, to get uh, Anderson, uh, Nick Anderson, and uh, but uh, is there some trick to? getting a great bullpen with such a low payroll uh, is there an has there been an emphasis on the bullpen you think uh, going back or what what is your strategy there because it seems to be looking at the two teams uh, you know that's one of the advantages i think your team has right now yeah it's uh yeah, you appreciate a good bullpen when you have it because it's, it's a hard thing to when you think you got a good one, you wait a year and things kind of they, they bounce around a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's you know there's there, there's a lot of noise when it comes to assessing relievers, you know, and 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 what's what's stable, you know, from a stuff standpoint, from an execution standpoint, from a result standpoint, and um, you know when when relievers are going good, they tend to be used more, and and that takes a toll on guys. So there's just there's so many considerations, there's so much noise that that comes with putting a good pen together. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's, there's a, there's a rhyme or reason to it. Um, you know, Nick Anderson's a guy that, uh, was pretty good for Miami and found another gear with us. And, um, you know, another one that I, I don't, we weren't expecting him to go on the kind of run he he's gone on with us. We just thought he'd be a really good reliever. And, um, it was time to, to give up a good player to, you know, to make that happen. Um, but you know, Pete Fairbanks, another one, we gave up a player. We, um, you know, trust, trust our staff, trust the work that we do. And we vet it and cross check our evaluations of players from just about every angle, um, and, and every type of perspective. And, you know, when we feel good about someone, we'll, we'll roll the dice and give them a shot. And thankfully right now we got some guys out there that are getting big outs for us that, um, I've a byproduct of some of those decisions. Well, your decisions have been outstanding to have a $70 million or so payroll. I know you don't speak about it, but I will. And to win 40 games and to be in the position you're in, just an incredible job. Uh, the architect of the Tampa Bay Rays, Eric Neander, general manager. Um, and uh, we really appreciate you bringing with, with us. Thank you very much, Eric. Thank you, Eric. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks, Tony. Really appreciate the time. Thanks. thanks Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 